0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Goose Knob show. Here's an idea. Here is an idea. So people talk a lot about the AI singularity, which is essentially, I guess according to pop culture, a point where I guess computation power and we well, reach such a level Maybe it's not even computation power, but the I guess the computational processing power of AI gets to such an, a point where it reaches like the, I guess the level of a generalized AI intelligence where it can essentially do everything a human can do from a computational framework. And thus it will be able to essentially maybe revolutionize society by being able to essentially like, I guess, automate everything, you know, being able to, you know, create unprecedented scientific advances and leaps. Being able to automate and discover, you know, hidden laws of physics and understand everything, you know, perfectly, I guess, or something like that, you know, that's the AI singularity. It's like, okay, well, once AI becomes smarter than people, then it'll be able to do everything infinitely better than people, maybe not infinitely, but you know, and then everything will... You know, we'll achieve a utopia or something, or or it'll kill us, or whatever. That's that's kind of the conception from popular culture of what uh, what the singularity is. Now, my issue with that, from my understanding, is that I don't think AI can be. I don't know if it's if it's a given that AI can be creative like that. I think that maybe it can automate certain tasks. But I don't think it, it it's, it's I don't think it's possible for AI to like, you know, have will in the same way that human consciousness can and direct thing direct itself and maybe find out stuff itself. I think that there might be, you know, something something to consciousness that isn't just purely a computational thing, potentially. So I think that the the conception of a uh, the singularity I think that it's I don't think it's as black and white as popular culture would would say and I don't think that oh once it hits a certain level then we'll reach a utopia I think that that well, I think that Moore's law I don't think it's going to keep there's going to it's going to eventually level off, you know, logarithmically or something like that. And I would also say that eventually you're probably going to we're probably going to hit a steady state with computers maybe, you know, where where I don't think it's I feel like we might get to a point where either it's, it's not going to, you know, ex- exponentially increase in productivity and 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 we're gonna progress with computers like exponentially. I th- I feel like we might hit a point where it either levels off and computers computers and our algorithms and stuff don't really improve you know at a huge rate. But maybe I'm wrong. And but I think that 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 point is still very far out because comp size is in 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 its infancy right now. Anyway the point that i 'm making is that I think that the the singularity being sold is this is going to be humanity 's salvation this is going to be what we all need to work for and look look for and this is going to be the next turning point in history and this is how everything will be solved and blah 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 I, I think that's a very i think it's a narrow minded kind of view and I think that it it i think that it's it's hoping for a you know, a black swan technology to disrupt everything and change everything. Like, you know, like some sort of panacea technology that will solve all our problems. I think the same issue, I think that fusion energy is the same thing, in a sense. Fusion energy, people say, people for like decades have been saying, oh yes, we're just going to need to, we'll figure out how to do fusion energy, and then we'll have we'll be able to run an entire city off of a gram of tritium or something like that for a thousand years or whatever, you know, and, and they, and they have all these, these big promises and they think that, oh, you know, fusion energy, it's only 10 years out. it's always it's always 10, 20 years out, right? From whenever you, you, you talk about fusion energy and we never really see, I'd say like real progress. It's always like, you know, we have progress in the science and we learn more things and blah, 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 but we never really have a, 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 a practical fusion power plant, it's all fission, you know nuclear fission that that is that is currently you know productive you know, f- fission reactors, not fusion reactors and And I think that that I think that there's a level of naive optimism when it comes to certain technologies like this, where certain scientists say that, you know what? this should work. This should work and blah, blah, blah. But I think that a lot of scientists, they hypothesize the future of these things from incomplete or wrong starting assumptions. For example, the starting assumption behind the singularity in AI is that consciousness is a computational, is a purely computational thing. And humans are just completely deterministic entities, potentially, maybe that's a, I would say that that's probably one of the starting assumptions. And I don't think that that's completely correct. And I think that AI is probably going to be an extremely useful tool. But I think that potentially, there isn't really, it isn't going to be much more than a tool that humans utilize, right? And now it'll probably be able to automate a lot of things, you know, probably everything maybe to an extent. But I think that it's... I think that actually creating new things is not going to be on the part of an AI. It's all going to be on the part of humans to, to create new things. For example, you look at Dali and all these neural net generated images. You say, Oh, they're amazing. They're cool. They're, they're, they're fantastic, you know, and they are. They're, they're, they're really interesting things, but where did they get, where did they come to create this information? Like all of the information that goes into a neural net is either created from the natural world. Or generated from humans. At the end of the day, a neural net isn't something that that creates something new. You know, it's something that generates something that either already existed in nature or something that humans already generated and it just, you know, enhanced them potentially, you know, or, or conglomerated them into one thing or, you know, so, so I think that at the end of the day, you know, humans and nature aren't really taken out of the equation here. It's, it's neural nets just kind of work as a tool, you know, it's like a paintbrush almost, you know, a paintbrush that, that, that takes the work of humanity and turns it into a, an approximation of what all the work of humanity looks like. It's not really something new. It's just something that already existed. So. My point is that, you know, like fusion, which I don't think, I don't know if fusion is really a... I don't know if it's it's going to be actually possible. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But people say, oh, you know, stars generate all this energy from fusion. It's like, well stars also are giant masses of you know they they have immense gravitational forces at play and the reason why they work is because you have the the i guess the outward force of fusion that is contained by the inward force of gravity and from my understanding and and i think that potentially the only reason why fusion works is because it occurs within a star you know it occurs within the, this type of reactor that 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 you know it requires like a ma- the massive forces at play that you can't really simulate on a small level you know because with with gravity right it's such a weak it's an extremely weak force compared to all the other forces you know the, the forces of 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 electromagnetism are, are insanely more powerful than gravity. The only reason why gravity has such an apparent effect for us is because the earth is so large. I'd say the same thing probably occurs with fusion because the sun is so large that, that it counteracts the force of, you know, it's, it allows for fusion to occur just because the effects of gravity are so massive, you know? So anyway, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But just due to the fact that we haven't seen really much progress in fusion, we we don't haven't seen a, a a working fusion reactor after you know how many decades of solving this. You know, not even like a. I don't even think we've come up with like a small one that it works. Or, or maybe you know like oh we've generated a little bit. It, we've never generated something practical from it. So that's 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 I guess point one. Point two, though, is that I'd say that that's a similar thing probably occurs with with the singularity hypothesis. But finally, I would say that I think that the, and I guess the general point I wanted to get to was that there is a real singularity that could occur, and I don't think it's with AI. And I also think that it's, it's not a singularity that will just, you know, occur and then stop occurring. I think it's going to be a continual singularity that we need to shoot for because it's going to be because because it's already a proven technology of sorts, I would say. And that is the human singularity. If you look at if you look at the population of earth between, you know, 2000 BC and 2000 AD within a very short time we've seen an exponential explosion in population in the same time i would say that you've seen a, a incredible growth of technology and all these other things technology and economic prosperity and i I'd, I'd say that they're probably not i think i think that the the economic prosperity is causal here but i think that they're both kind of they both kind of reinforce each other. I'd say that population helps increase prosperity because you have more smart people potentially. But but that's kind of the idea. The idea is that if we reach a level where where humanity has a super exponential population increase then I would say that the number of and also, the other assumption there is that this, we have a super-exponential population increase, that also includes a. How would you say this? Super-exponential population increase, with 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 I guess. People not getting stupider, you know, because if we have a super exponential population increase, but we also have like everyone's IQ rapidly decreasing, which is something that is a huge risk factor to humanity, actually. If we have like, you know, a good quality of of person and a, a exponential increase of the population, then the number of geniuses and competent people will will rise exponentially as well, which means that the number the amount of of research the amount of of progress that humanity can achieve will 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 increase exponentially as well probably i guess there are some assumptions here we need to have a system that allows people to prosper and to create that's number 1 and we also need the resources to do so and i would say that this only can occur if we start expanding into space and 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 are able to create habitations in space And that we have, you know, systems in place that allow us to do this. Because for most of human history, most people didn't really have the freedom to, to create something new or amazing. You know, they had their money stolen by really tyrannical governments. And only after I'd say, you know, the British and northern european governments started kind of giving people more leeway and i'd say also china had this as well and we've saw like amazing progress in china you know china which said that they created the first free market systems and you know look at the technologies that came out of china in in the uh the middle ages you know gunpowder among many other things so so we saw this this boom of 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 productivity occur once you start giving people more freedom. And I'd say that if we start taking away people's freedom to to to, you know, self-direct and and self-direct their capital, you might see this, you know, you might see a similar stagnation period that we saw from, you know, like the beginning of, of civilization to the Industrial Revolution, where economic growth and prosperity basically was flat and the human population was essentially flat and yeah and and until maybe we saw something completely different, things stayed basically the same. so I'd say that that's a risk that we have, but if we still have freedom and if we still have uh, you know relatively intelligent people and relatively competent people being at a at the same levels that they are now in the in society, then if we reach exponential levels of of human population, we will see probably something that that we will expect from an AI singularity in terms of popular culture. People will say, hey, you know what? Well, let, let me let me think of how to phrase this. People will see a similar singularity, I guess, where Technology, creation, art, science, human understanding, human productivity—everything that we build, everything we create—I guess essentially—will will explode. And I think that that will only occur if we have, you know, a lot of people, and that means that we need to expand into the only place that we can really expand essentially infinitely into, you know, not really infinitely because, you know, our light cone and there, well, you know, meaning that there's, there's a limit physically that, that we can expand into because we can't travel faster than the speed of light. And then we have the death of the universe to worry about, but essentially for, for all intents and purposes from an, on an earth scale, we can expand infinitely into space. But that's what we need. We need, if given those assumptions, we will see a singularity with people, I would say. Because imagine if if within, within the human species we have like a billion Einstein level geniuses, you know, out of a trillion people or something like that. You know, that would be, just imagine the, what we could do with something like that. That's all I got to say. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. But if you, if you have any thoughts or ideas, Dm me on Gustav, check out Gustav.com and. Yeah, stay in tune for the next episode and share this if you liked it. Cause I'd like to, I'd like to grow a community here so we can, we can actually do some thinking and come to some interesting conclusions about the world we live in. And maybe we'll start bringing on guests. Who, uh, who would like to talk more about this stuff as well? But yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one.